This is The Defrag, I'm Christopher Lawson. While the technology that enables podcast listening has been around since the early 2000s, it's really been since Serial launched in 2014 that the market started to explode with activity. Almost 40 million people now listen to podcasts every month in the United States alone. But who are these listeners, and do they share any common traits? Well, new podcast research examining the social aspects of podcasting has discovered that, yes, there are similarities between the types of people who listen to podcasts. But can you predict whether someone listens to a podcast based on their personality? So I love listening to podcasts, and I was just struck by the difference between listening to a podcast and looking at Facebook and having short text-based communications with people. This is Stephanie Tobin, a researcher and lecturer at the Queensland University of Technology. And there seemed to very much be a view that people didn't have any kind of patience for kind of long interactions anymore. And with podcasts, it's like people will listen for hours sometimes to people talking to each other and, you know, talking about a given topic. and it's very rewarding. So I was just interested in kind of who is drawn into that and what benefits people might get from it. What was the sort of core question that you were trying to answer with your research into podcasting? Yeah, so we were interested in the role of informational and social needs um, in drawing people to podcasts in the first place. And then once people are listening to podcasts, we are interested in how different ways of listening and different experiences they had around listening might kind of benefit them in different kinds of ways. There's a lot of research in the podcast ecosystem about why people listen to shows. For example, they might want to learn something new. But this doesn't tell us much about the personality of the person that's listening. And Stephanie says that by studying the kinds of people who listen to podcasts, you can actually figure out why they might have become a listener in the first place. So we identified um, different personality characteristics and traits related to liking information. So we looked at openness to experience, which is a pretty broad personality characteristic that just, um, yeah, looks at kind of how people how open people are to ideas and experiences. And then we looked at more specific ones related to how they approach information. So um, we looked at different kinds of curiosity. Um, So just being interested in learning new things and then needing to know um, and figure things out. And then there's another one that just looks at how much people like thinking about things. So that was kind of like three different known individual differences that relate to kind of how people are drawn to information and how they um, kind of experience processing information. So if you can show that someone who generally likes thinking about things is more likely to listen to a podcast or someone who um, generally is interested in learning new things is more likely more likely to listen, that kind of um, suggests that it might be those informational motives um, drawing people to podcasts. The other trait that Stephanie was looking at was the need to belong. So how much people needed to, um, uh, wanted to be accepted and belong with other people. And so if that one predicted podcast listening, that might tell us that there's a social attraction to to podcasts. Um, Yeah, so by, by using the individual differences to predict listening, 
um, we were kind of getting at motives, which is a bit of a different approach to what they've done in earlier research, where the focus just on people who like listen regularly to podcasts and they just ask them um, why they listen and they ask them different questions about like, oh, is it you know to learn new things or is it to, to feel connected? Um, so they're just two different ways of getting at the same thing. Um, but by looking at the broader uh, personality characteristics, what you can do is you can kind of compare people who listen to people who don't listen to podcasts and just get a better sense of how your podcast listeners might differ um, from the broader population. And what Stephanie found was that people don't listen to shows because they want to belong. But they do listen if they are someone who is open to new experiences and is generally curious about the world. So we found that all three of our informational variables um, positively predicted listening. So those who are higher in openness, those who are higher in uh, interest, curiosity, and those who are higher in need for cognition were all more likely to have listened. Need for belonging came out backwards, though. So we had thought that would be a draw. So we thought that those with a higher need to belong would be more likely to listen, but we found that they were actually significantly less likely to have listened. So that was a really uh, interesting finding there because the, the past studies had shown that both information and social factors were reported as motives, um, but at least from that part of our findings, it didn't really look like the belonging motive was what kind of attracted people to podcasts in the first place. Right, right. So people people are not listening to a podcast to sort of join a community. Um, that might just, you know, potentially be a byproduct of the fact they listen, you know, they might be able to talk about it with their friends, et cetera, but that's not a reason why people would decide to listen to a show. Exactly. So our findings definitely support that because the predicting who had listened, yeah, the the higher need to belong was uh, negatively associated. But once you looked at people who listened, like the more hours per week they listened, the more they were doing those social things. So the more socially engaged they were um, with the podcast and with you know people around the podcast, and the more uh, connected they felt to the podcast host. So yeah, I think that's not really why they're necessarily listening in the first place, but once they're listening, um, those are some benefits that they get. So it seems someone's personality might influence whether or not they decide to listen to podcasts, but can it influence the types of content they listen to? That's coming up after this short break. Thanks for listening to The Defrag. Our goal with the show is to build a self-sustaining news brand that dives into and explores the intersection of technology, business, politics, and science. For The Defrag to be a true success, we really need your support. We don't want to be reliant on just having to find advertisers, but we do want the core of our content to remain free. Which is why at our website, thedefrag.com, you can support the show by becoming a member of our free newsletter, or you can become a paid supporter. There are membership plans ranging from just $9 a month up to $50 a month, depending on how you want to support the show. And for your support, you'll get a range of different perks, including an ad-free version of the podcast, access to exclusive VIP events and live streams, and we'll send everyone that signs up a sticker pack. 
You can find out more at our website, thedefrag.com. If you're listening to this episode of The Defrag, it's probably because you're someone that's open to new experiences and curious to learn. But this is a news podcast, and there are many other styles of shows like true crime, fiction, documentaries, and interviews. So can your personality influence the types of podcasts that you listen to? Yeah, so we had um, a few questions about the format. So we asked people out of all the podcasts they listen to, what percent have a single host? Uh, what percent have multiple hosts? What percent have a host that you know from somewhere else? Because um, we thought that could help people feel connected. Um, and what percent interview guests? So for all of those things, we thought those might relate to the social aspects. So. You know, if you have multiple hosts, you have them having conversations with each other. Um, if you have people interviewing guests, you have conversations between um, the host and the guest. Um, so, yeah, we thought listening to another another conversation might help people feel more connected um, because some other research has shown that people kind of feel like they're part of the conversation, even though they're not. And it's just because they're kind of listening in. Um, on other people chatting. But we didn't actually find that those variables related to any of our outcomes. Um, So the only one was the known host. So the more podcasts people listen to with a host that they knew from somewhere else, the stronger their parasocial relationship with their favorite host. I mean, given some of your other work has is been on the more like social media side, do you, do you think there's much of a difference between people that are listening to like an audio podcast to those that are engaging with, say, YouTube content? Yeah, so I don't know about YouTube, but with Facebook, the predictors are quite different. So that's part of why we wanted to look at the complete um, Big Five personality inventory, because a lot of the previous research has looked at it looked at all five of those factors um, in relation to social media use and you get a very different pattern so with using facebook that's more associated with high extroversion um, high neuroticism and low conscientiousness and ours are pretty different so we actually found this unexpected negative um, relationship between neuroticism and podcast listening and openness to experience was one of our, our main predictors. So, yeah, I think just different people are drawn to, to different kinds of activities. Also making news today, SpaceX has hit a snag with its planned expansion of its Starbase launch facility in Boca Chica, Texas. The US Army Corps of Engineers, which is responsible for overseeing the development of wetland areas, withdrew the application after the company failed to provide important information on the environmental impact of the project. SpaceX is hoping to construct a new launch pad and landing pad, along with other infrastructure but there is concern about how much of the wetland area would be affected. The US Army Corps of Engineers has told SpaceX that they can reinitiate the application and provide the additional information. 
OpenAI has shown off its latest AI development. The DALI 2 system can generate unique images from a provided text description. You just tell the AI that you want an image of, say, a wombat playing the bass guitar, and it will generate that image for you. There is still potential for errors if DALI doesn't know the particular items mentioned, but the images that it does generate are scarily good for an artificial intelligence system. In a video on its website, OpenAI say that DALI 2 is important for getting an insight into how these advanced AI systems see and understand the world. And gadget maker Anchor is getting into the 3D printing space with a new printer called AnchorMate. The AnchorMate M5 will include features like auto-leveling, camera monitoring, and will have a print speed of 250mm per second. The company has already raised over 2.5 million US dollars to bring the AnchorMate to market. If Anchor's claims around the product are true, it could see a lot more home users decide to take up 3D printing. Defrag is a production of Lawson Media. The show today was produced and hosted by me, Christopher Lawson. If you've been listening to the show for a while now and you want to be part of the Defrag community, then come and join us on Discord. It's completely free and the link is in the episode description. That's all the news today. We'll be back with more tomorrow. Tomorrow.